You're listening to Too Much on Her Plate, the podcast for smart, busy women who are tired of running on the hamster wheel and are ready to create freedom from overeating and emotional eating. I'm your host, clinical psychologist, author, and a smart, busy woman too, Dr. Melissa McCreary. So let's talk about how perfectionism keeps you stuck on the hamster wheel of overeating and how you can escape it, how you can break the pattern. I am talking about perfectionism again on this podcast. I've talked about perfectionism before. In fact, episode 11 is actually all about how perfectionism can trigger emotional eating and overeating. But perfectionism is a stealthy little devil, and there is more to talk about. There's actually a lot more to talk about. I'm sure we're going to be talking about it again in the very near future, so just get ready for that. When it comes to perfectionism, there is just so much to entangle. One of my favorite authors, Anne Lamott, calls perfectionism the voice of the oppressor. The quote that she has, and there is a teeny tiny little bit of language here. So if you have somebody who needs to cover their ears, go ahead. But the quote from Anne Lamott from her book, Bird by Bird is, perfectionism is the voice of the oppressor, the enemy of the people. It will keep you cramped and insane your whole life. And it is the main obstacle between you and a shitty first draft. If you know Anne Lamott, you know that the shitty first draft is how she encourages writers to get started, to simply begin writing. Just do a crappy first draft, get past themselves, get past your fears and your perfectionism so that you can get into action. Because you have to get into action to get anywhere and to move forward and to learn and to grow. Perfectionism is the voice of the oppressor. It will keep you cramped and insane your whole life. And it is the main obstacle between you and a shitty first draft. If you're in your missing piece, then you are very familiar with Anne Lamott's concept of shitty first drafts because we use it constantly. Because it's only when you find the strategies to get past your internalized perfectionism, your often unrecognized perfectionism, it's only then that you can transform your relationship with food and your actual eating habits into something better, something that works for you. And using that concept of shitty first drafts is such a powerful way to just get moving. Oppressive systems benefit from rigid standards of perfectionism. Most of us didn't grow up to value our own inherent messiness. We didn't grow up to value our perfectly human imperfectness and the complete normalness of making mistakes and taking missteps and learning and growing as we do. Many of us have come to have this voice in our head that seems to believe that it is possible to live and to succeed without any of the mess, to be perfect all the time, which of course isn't true and isn't possible. But think for a moment about the thoughts that you might have about how you should, in air quotes, how you should eat. And think about how perfectionism is baked into so many plans that say they are about health and wellness. That Whole30 program, remember that? The Whole30 program tells you that 30 days of 100% compliance are required. And if you slip up, the rules of that program say that you have to start completely over. Think about the other plans that have good foods and bad foods. 
There are other plans where there are days when you are on plan and cheat days. And who hasn't been on some kind of a weight loss plan and then, quote, screwed up, again, air quotes, so they felt like they ruined it, and then they ate all the chips because they're going to have to start over again on Monday. When it comes to your relationship with food, the idea that you should be able to get it perfect, whatever that is, is everywhere. And so I'm going to suggest to you that you can only benefit from taking some time today to strengthen your anti-perfectionist muscles. The muscles, and really I'm talking about the thoughts and beliefs, that encourage you to step out of the trap that perfectionism will put you in. So I'm going to suggest we strengthen your anti-perfectionist muscles, but really your thoughts and beliefs. Because becoming aware of the thoughts and the beliefs that you have around your relationship with food so that you can choose whether you want to continue to reinforce them and live by them, or choose to focus on building other beliefs, this type of thought work is very similar to going to the gym and choosing to focus on increasing your strength or your flexibility in certain areas. So what I'd like to do in this episode is focus on maybe waking up some muscles, i.e. some thoughts and beliefs, that run counter to perfectionism. Perfectionism that could be sabotaging, probably is sabotaging your efforts to change your eating and your relationship with food. I'm betting that a part of your brain needs to hear this, whether for the first time or to have it reinforced, because perfectionist belief systems will 100% keep you stuck, frustrated, and doubting yourself. So let's start by getting crystal clear about how perfectionism keeps you stuck keeps you stuck on the overeating hamster wheel because I think your brain needs to hear this and you need to be reminded of some of the stuff that we just we just take for granted. The first thing that is really important to remember or to realize is that expecting 100% all the time creates burnout and exhaustion and it depletes motivation. It's also not possible. When you're trying to change your eating and you're approaching food within an all-or-nothing standard of perfectionism, something could always be better because 100% isn't possible 24-7. Perfectionism trains us to focus on the undone instead of what's been accomplished. So if it isn't all, it tends to feel like nothing. When you are inside of perfectionism, you feel like there's always more that could be done and you shortchange yourself when it comes to acknowledging and celebrating the smaller milestones and the successes that happen along the way. Whether you're trying to lose weight or stop overeating before bed, perfectionism is going to lead to minimizing what you actually do accomplish and because of that, it eventually leads to discouragement and even burnout. Here's another thing. The pressure to be perfect leads to procrastination. Have you ever wondered why it is so common to start over on Monday or tomorrow and not to just simply keep moving forward? It's because perfectionists see success as an all or nothing proposition. A misstep means it's ruined. All or nothing thinking leads to this common problem that I see all the time when women are wondering whether they should join your missing piece. What happens is the goal that they see for themselves is all or nothing. 
And when it is all or nothing, it can feel so big or daunting that it feels impossible. And they have been caught or they get caught in a cycle of not feeling ready to start. There's this idea that there is a perfect time and there's this kind of readiness that you need to have. When we start breaking things down into doable chunks, and then really one of the things we do in the program is really underline the progress along the way because our brain needs to start to be able to learn to see it again. When we do that, create doable chunks and milestones, this kind of thinking starts to shift. Perfectionistic thinking does not encourage you to break things down or to take credit and reward yourself for every milestone that you make, that you achieve along the way. In perfectionism, small milestones never feel like enough. And when there's only one success point and when the grading system is that you either get an A or an F, it is so easy to feel overwhelmed by big dreams or goals or projects or ideas and then to procrastinate even getting started because it's too much work and because within that perfectionistic framework, the fear of failure because you either get an A or an F, that fear of failure is so strong. So it's pretty clear that, you know, another way that perfectionism keeps people stuck in overeating cycles is that perfectionism erodes your self-confidence and your self-esteem. One of the biggest sources of motivation and momentum is that experience that you're doing something that is working. It's the experience that you're getting somewhere, that you're moving toward your goal. Because perfectionistic thinking is based on it only counting when it's perfect, only counting when you get there, it's very all or nothing. And as I said, milestones along the way tend to get discounted or not counted at all, right? You've seen this happen. You can do a hundred things right, in air quotes, right, all day long. You can do a hundred right things, but if you eat that extra chocolate chip cookie, your day is ruined. Nothing counts. Not only does your progress feel like it just got ripped out from under you, but so does any confidence in yourself, in your ability to do this thing that you might have built up that day. This is the price of perfectionism. Embedded in this myth of perfectionism is the belief that it is actually possible to be perfect and that if you aren't achieving this perfection, you're falling short. I cannot tell you how liberating the concept of doing it imperfectly and moving forward knowing it is okay if you don't get it perfect and it's okay if it's a crappy first draft. I can't tell you how liberating that concept and reinforcing that concept has been for members of your missing piece. And I also cannot tell you how often we do need to reinforce this and how often we need to come back to this and repeat it because perfectionism runs deep. One of the very powerful things that happens in the program is that you see perfectionism from a different vantage point and, by the way, with a lot more compassion when you see it in others. There's this thing about perfectionism that when we experience it within ourselves, when we hear that little voice in our head telling us why we need to be perfect, it feels perfectly reasonable. And when we start to see that same kind of pattern unfolding in another person, we can start to see the unreasonableness of it and the inhumanity of it in a whole different way. It is such a great way to dismantle 
these perfectionistic belief systems that really are holding so many women back. Which brings me to another big way that perfectionism can keep you stuck in overeating. And that is that being a perfectionist is isolating and it tends to limit your support system, which then can reinforce perfectionism. Here's the thing. Perfectionists avoid asking for help because feeling like you're not, quote, measuring up, end quote, that leads to isolation. It leads to a tendency to hide what a perfectionist is going to think of as failures, right? And when you feel like you have to hide because you're not measuring up, you're not doing good enough, then you miss out on seeing what's going on from that different perspective. You miss out on getting someone else's perspective or sometimes even from just getting help. Perfectionism comes with a lot of shoulds, right? Like you should have figured this out by now. What is wrong with you that you can't figure this out? You should be able to go it alone. So perfectionism can keep people very isolated and stuck because when you're isolated, you just tend to repeat and reinforce the the same kind of thinking and the same kind of habits and the same kind of attempts to get unstuck, which haven't been working. One of the reasons that it is so important to be reminded of the price of perfectionism is that rigidity. Perfectionistic thinking makes you rigid. It creates tight, restricted thinking instead of the kind of flexible, nimble, creative problem solving that allows you to grow and to succeed and to solve whatever it is you're trying to solve for, whether it is wanting to change your eating or stop emotional eating or lose some weight or something completely different. The fear of getting it wrong limits your ability to take risks. The negative judgment that a perfectionist associates with mistakes is going to short circuit your ability to look at a situation creatively or to tweak or to adjust or to just, you know, build a better mousetrap. It keeps you from looking at those, quote, bad days or those plans that didn't work for you as growth opportunities. Instead, they're just failures. In perfectionism, you failed and now you need to start over. Outside the trap of perfectionism, you can look at at how you could make adjustments, how you could keep going, how you could learn about what did work or what is working for you and how you can make adjustments so that you can just get better and better at creating peace with food. Okay, so what can you do when you see the effects of perfectionism on you and on your eating? The first thing is to remember that this is a process and it is (laughs) an imperfect process. Changing the way that you think, changing your approach, breaking out of old patterns is going to be an imperfect process. And that is okay. And that is human. And that is absolutely normal. Every time you challenge your inner perfectionism, you are going to grow more flexible and more able to step outside of it. So just to get started, here are some things that you can start to play with and practice. Part of this process is simple awareness. So one of the first things you can do is put all good and all bad thinking and shoulds, shoulds are something to be aware of, put those things on your radar. It is so easy to fall into the all or nothing mindset of a perfectionist without even realizing it. So you want to work at noticing how and where this kind of thinking shows up in your life. Where does it tend to be really automatic? 
Where do you accept that all good and all bad as as some kind of fact? And then just start identifying where your biggest trouble spots with perfectionism are. What are the thoughts or the beliefs that you have that can lead you into this perfectionism trap with uh, your approach to food and with overeating? And then challenge the myth that perfectionism is good for you. I want you to look for that myth and then challenge it because a lot of people have this idea somewhere that perfectionism is some kind of standard that is making you better or stronger. It is not making you better or stronger, I promise. You know, I sometimes have my clients create a list of how perfectionism affects them negatively. Really stop and take a look at this. How does perfectionism limit what you start? How does it limit what you actually finish or the risks and the opportunities that you might take? How does perfectionism impact your eating? And do you get stuck in that endless cycle of blowing it and starting over? Are you you playing smaller? Are you afraid to start? Are you not fully showing up because you are afraid of getting it wrong or that you won't get it right enough? challenge that myth that perfectionism is somehow helping you. That is so powerful to do. And then step outside of perfectionism. Start practicing what I call experimenting. Just experiment with using curiosity instead of self-judgment. Negative self-judgment comes from perfectionism and it is a dead end. It is impossible to think creatively and expansively when you are stuck in perfectionism when it is either right or wrong, when you are afraid of screwing it up. Instead, start experimenting with approaching mistakes and imperfect results with curiosity. Ask yourself what you learned. Ask yourself why it didn't go well. Ask yourself how it might be better. Ask yourself what you might try next time. Curiosity allows you to own the positives and then to make adjustments and to improve. Perfectionism nurtures stuckness and rigidity. And think about it, curiosity and curious thinking, asking those kind of questions creates flexibility, creates that nimble, responsive kind of action, which is absolutely necessary for growing and changing, not just to fit a mold of you know somebody else's, but growing and changing and figuring out the way that is going to fit you. Another thing that can be really helpful for challenging perfectionism is to create some new believable thoughts. If you're a perfectionist, you are hearing some version of it's not good enough inside of your head probably thousands of times a day. So you can play with creating a new mantra or thought to something that you can tell yourself, something that you find believable, and you can start practicing a new mindset. So some of the thoughts my clients have chosen include things like, you know, simply saying, I'm doing my best, I'm doing my best, I'm doing my best, or done is better than perfect, or of course it isn't possible to get it perfect every time. What you want is something that you believe, a thought that is believable to you that you can kind of push back at those perfectionistic thoughts with. This is what I'm not going to focus on the perfectionistic thought, I'm going to focus on this thought. And then the final thing to play with to escape this hamster wheel of perfectionism and overeating is to simply commit to keeping on. Keeping on. 
Life and your eating are not games of shoots and ladders. Remember that game where you have one roll of the dice and it sends you all the way back down the shoots to start. You have to start endlessly over again, right? In life and with your eating, there is always just a next step, a next choice, a next opportunity to choose how you are going to talk to yourself or to choose how you seek comfort or to choose how you address your feelings or to choose what you do when you find yourself standing there staring into the pantry. Peace with food and freedom from overeating happen one imperfect step at a time. And no one has ever arrived at that destination by being perfect. In fact, that might be one really great thought for you to practice. No one ever achieved peace with food and freedom from overeating by being perfect. Let's leave things with Anne Lamott and let's reprise that quote one more time. Perfectionism is the voice of the oppressor. And you, I believe, deserve better. If you're ready to lose your overeating and emotional eating habits, and you are ready to step into a relationship with food that fits you, one that doesn't rely on willpower and deprivation, then now is the time to join your missing piece. Enrollment is open, and this is the perfect time to join me. Go to toomuchonherplate.com forward slash freedom, or just click on the link in the show notes. Your Missing Piece is the program where I show you step-by-step how to create freedom from overeating with a unique combination of psychologist-designed, personalized work-with-me, coaching, and smart strategy. You'll learn how to reclaim your power, ditch the diets, and create results that are built to last. Check it all out at toomuchonherplate.com forward slash freedom, and I'll see you inside.